What's going on, guys? I welcome you here to a new podcast episode. On this podcast, I have Stanley Amuzu here. Welcome, Stanley. Who, how are you? And who are you? Let us know. Thank you so much, Chris, for inviting me. Um, I've been looking forward to this day to talk with you today. So my name is Stanley Amuzu. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur from Düsseldorf, Germany, and I help companies to increase revenue Uh, when it comes to high ticket sales. So basically I have my own sales squad and I help companies um, just grow and scale, you know, when it comes to uh, information products. So basically every day and all day I have, I'm in contact with coaches, with consultants and with companies that actually transform people's lives. So every day feels like a, you know, like a new opportunity to, to give back. That sounds amazing, man. And what is your age? Because I'm 28. Pretty young. Yeah, I hope I, I hope I look young. Uh, I'm the 28 years old. Okay, 20 years old. Okay, perfect. So um, that sounds like an interesting, you know, like lifestyle which you are having. Um, 28 years old and you're already an entrepreneur. But tell us, like, how was your path? Like, let's start with the deep topics here right away. Like um, you started as an entrepreneur after school or yeah, why did you become like an entrepreneur? I think um, being an entrepreneur really means providing value for other people, yeah. you know, and um, creating systems that other people can benefit from. So uh, if you ask me the question, when did I, when did I become uh, um, an entrepreneur? I would just tell you, you know, the day I was born. You know, and in my childhood, I, I always had a very strong urge to give back. Uh, um, my mom taught me that everybody is valuable. Everybody should be cherished. Everybody should be loved. Yeah. So giving back uh, was a topic in school. You know, I started, you know, helping people in school and they used to give me, you know, their, their food. I used to help them um, maybe make a contact or maybe get into the football team, you know, on the, on the schoolyard and they would give me something in return. So I tried to, I started transacting, you know, my, my, my tips and my help uh, in a very early young age. But of course, the re being a real entrepreneur just started after I made a lot of the things. I tried a lot of different things in order to understand myself more. Yeah. So really being an entrepreneur, having a team, having a strong core of our offering something uh, that I'm really proud of started like five years ago. So I went to university, but, but I started uh, noticing that I didn't really uh, like going there. You know, yeah, I yeah. just spent time there and I, and I did it for, um, for, to like make my parents proud, you know, to uh, have, have them say to their friends, oh, my son is doing this and my son is doing that. But mm -hmm. I really didn't feel it, you know, from, from day one. So I, I always did something on the side. Having a side business was always my reality. And there was a moment, let's call it a moment of uh, a point of no return, when I was 23 years old, when I noticed, hey, I'm on a crossroads right now. I could either play the game society wants me to play, yeah. you know, and uh, be a part of the system, you know, that society wants me to be maybe, or I can just create my own system. And that's, To answer your question, that was the moment with, when I was 23 years old, when I decided this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And here we are. <laughs> That's a really beautiful story. 
So for today's topic, um, we will talk about basically, you know, how you uh, identify and toxic um, surrounding, right? Because as you know, Stanley, I'm talking a lot about, you know, like social skills, um, social circle, your network, and um, especially, which I believe you know better, um, you know how important that is when you are really working on your goals, that you have the right network, the right people yes. around you, right? Yes. But oftentimes, at least from me, and then you can tell us, please, your story. When I started, you know, with my own personal growth, yeah, I decided, okay, I need to change something to become more confident, to yeah. work on my social skills, basically, to talk better to people. Yes. I knew that my friendship circle I had back then that it's not possible anymore to have them around like yeah. all the time. Yeah. I knew they're like a really bad influence actually, because you have to imagine people um, and also standing, you have to imagine that, you know, like my old friendship circle, they were always, always like smoking weed, for example, yeah. you know, like hanging around. Yeah. Um, it was like the last school of high school at uh, the last year of high school. And that's yeah. the reason why, you know, like we were just hanging around and, I wanted to improve and that was not possible anymore with them. So I had to make this one cut, you know, to, in order to improve myself. Yeah. But how was it for you? Like, did you always had like a wonderful surrounding of supportive, motivated people, or was it like a totally different reality you had back then? I mean, what you said is, is probably, you know, uh, a reality, everybody, you know, in a way, uh, experience because you know in our path when we develop when we grow uh, yeah. we we get to you know meet different kinds of people you know from different backgrounds you know um we, some of them we have deep relationships with some of them we just have like surface relationships what i call surface relationships like re really just you know you know somebody but you're not really deep so you know in a lifespan uh, we in the in the western you know world we have like thousands of people we connect to you know, yeah. just, you know, um, and it's just normal. So, of course, I um, experienced, you know, a, a toxic environment myself uh, several times, you know, and I think it, it has, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a normal um, experience on the path to self-development. So myself, you know, I sometimes I even had the problem of not realizing that people were a bad influence for me. Yeah. You know, because like I told you before, I'm a, I'm a giver personality, you know, so yeah. I always want to help support, you know, talk to people, you know, give them good advice to my best ability, you know, um, and help them grow, you know, but what if your friends don't want to grow? So this is something I had to experience and it broke my heart. You know, I had, I, rem I remember vividly um, when I moved to Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, which is which was like a big city for me by that time because I grew up in a, in a smaller city, you know. So moving to Dortmund, having my own first apartment, you know, um, was just great. You know, it was just great for me. So um, naturally, you know, I, I partied a lot. You know, I met a, a lot of new people. I connected to very cool people, you know, and I spent time with them. But, you know, I realized in some occasions that, you know, they are just draining my energy that they're just you know um talking about stuff that i don't want to even think about you know and that they're behaving in ways that don't match my values yeah. 
So um, I experienced the same thing you experienced. And I think uh, we have to be very aware of certain red flags when it comes to you know, friends, when it comes to our social circle, to our environment. As you know, people always say, your network is your net worth. But what if your net worth, your network is not, you know, is not really, you know, on a on a path of development. Yeah. That means your friends just drag you down. You know, you just have to know what are the people in my environment? Are they pushing me or are they holding me back? So this is what I realized with some of my friends back then. And it made me, even though it was painful and hard sometimes, it made me just, you know, cut off, cut myself off from these people. You know, just in order for me to be able to grow and not, you know, uh, be in a circle of of no improvement of and of stagnation, because to me, not giving means stagnating. So when I realize I can't even give uh, uh, um, a gift to my people the way I want to give because they're not ready and they're not aware, you know, I realized now and I learned now that I don't want to stay with these people and I don't have to. Yeah. You were mentioning, Stanley, um, that you were basically noticing red flags. Yes. Do you have any specific examples? What kind of red flags you noticed back then? Yes, of course. I mean, one one big part for me is always values. You know, values really uh, help you identify who you are. I mean, you know, sometimes for us millennials, young people, it's hard sometimes to, you know, to know what is the right path for me, to know what is the right uh, career for me, what is the right, what people do I need in my environment? Yeah. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard, but, you know, what, what always guides you, what you can always trust are your values. For, so for me, my biggest value is freedom, independence. Another value for me is sharing, giving, you know, community. And also, uh, obviously, it's development. So yeah. that's why my company is called Limitless Growth, because I believe in growth and it's part of my philosophy. It's part of my values. So um, one big red flag I can, I can give you an advice to everybody that has like feels like, hmm, am I in the right environment or not, is to really check the values, the people you, uh, you have around yourself. Uh, what values do they have? And do these values match your own? Because basically, when you know that somebody has a completely different value, then you know there might be a time when conflict will arise. There might be a time when you cannot count on this person. You know, there might be a time when you be left alone, when you be, when you be maybe betrayed, you know. And that's something, you know, everybody has to know for himself. You know, of course, some, when we look for friends, when we look for cool people, it's always about the fun, you know, it's all, always about, you know, having a good time with people, you know, and also always uh, mostly about, you know, doing great things together, you know, activities and all that stuff. And it's really important. But what if it's only this? What if you only have friends you can do this with, but not really grow with or, yeah. you know, yeah. not really build something with? And that's what I realized in my life. My values of development, of freedom, of independence didn't match the values of my friends. And my friends wanted to party. They wanted to chill. You know, they wanted to, you know, mingle with girls all the time. And I'm not saying that I don't like this, but my values are bigger than that. So I had to remind myself of who I want, who I want to become and that I needed to protect my integrity. 
So this is definitely a red flag when it comes to values. And the same thing, you know, um, uh, when it comes to goals. Goals obviously are very, very important part of our lives. Yeah. You know, where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to, what do I want to become? You know, when I start this business, what relationships do I want to have? So all these goals that we have, they have to, in my opinion, at least match in a way the, the goals that my friends have. Because what happens when we don't share the same goals? We literally don't walk into the same direction, you know? And there comes the, the point in, 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 in time where you just don't feel connected anymore. And my, I think that relationships should always have a high degree of connection. So if values and goals don't match, mostly you don't really connect to a person on a deep level, in my opinion, because when you have big goals, you cannot afford to have people that have minor goals. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you realized yourself, Chris, that um, maybe you talked to some friends you had in school, you know, but when you were younger and you talk to them today, what is, what is your feeling sometimes when you talk to these people? Yeah. Um, that we, that we like our thoughts don't match anymore. Right. Our mindset is completely different. The energy flow is on a different level. Exactly. So that's what I uh, think is the next red flag. You can't really elevate the energy if the goals don't match. So values, yeah. goals, and principle, those are, the, those are the three red flags I would definitely you know, look out for in order to protect myself, protect my growth, protect my success. It's not even about you know, um, those people are not nice people, not friendly people. It's not about that. It's just about where, what do I want to become? What is my responsibility? And how do I protect it when it comes to toxic environments? That's really beautiful what you said, right? When we are talking about values, because I see that so oftentimes that people in general, you know, in life, um, like everybody has different kinds of values. And oftentimes people don't defend their own values, right? Yes. They, they, they even, you know, put their values on the side to just be with somebody exactly which which you see of as a classic example in relationships yes right, where the guy is you know like lowering his value standards yes. just to be with that girl because he's a threat yes when he's not putting the values on the table that she will leave yeah um but that's the foundation of a toxic relationship yeah so by identifying that back then and then to take the decision okay like i'm stanley i want to i have these goals in my life i want to have freedom i want to be financially independent i want to serve and help people yes now it's a time where i have to isolate or cut these people off yes how did you felt back then was it easy for you or was it hard um it's a very good question and um like I said before, there was this one incident that really, in a way, broke my heart, you yeah. know, because, you know, I'm somebody when I, you know, always, I mostly, I base my decisions on the way I feel, you know, I yeah. use my mind to think, obviously, but I want my heart and my soul to also have a say in the decisions I make, yeah. you know, so for me, it's, it has to be a full body, yes. You know, when I when I like somebody, you know, when I want to be with somebody, then it's a full body. Yes. 
you know. Um, so I had I had a friend uh, back in the day. Actually, it was a group of friends. You know, we were like young guys, you know, we, we started to make music together, you know, and yeah. this was the time when I, like I told you, when I moved to this new city. So I, I finally felt like I had found my tribe, you know, because these guys were, you know, thinking like me, you know, we shared a lot of uh, uh, things we, we liked, you know, we had the same taste of music, you know, we were all like, uh, you know, very young, you know, building our lives. Most of the guys were like me studying, going to university, you know, building something. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, I finally felt like, wow, I have my tribe now. I have my gang now, you know, because let's be honest, every every man, you know, in, you know, in his DNA, he has this. I want to be part of a, a strong gang, you know, of an organization. Yeah. I want to have brothers, you know, that I can fight with, that I can laugh with, you know, that, that I can, you know, spend quality time with. So I felt like. I arrived, you know, yeah. I finally had these guys. We were, you know, out all the time. We went to parties and actually then um, I, I saw the potential in what we had, you know, because we met like every, every weekend, every other weekend, and we, we shared time together. We cooked together. It was a fantastic time, you know, but like I told you earlier, I'm a, you know, I'm somebody that needs action. You know, I want to grow. I want to experience life in its fullest form. So I, one day I just talked to the guys and I said, hey guys, you know, we, we make all this music, by, but we never release anything. You know, we, we do all these jam sessions, but we never publish any, you know, we never built any website. You know, we have all these ideas, but we never execute. So yeah. guys, what, what is the plan? What, what should we do? Should we create something? You know, and, and I offered my my guidance you know in a way and i told them hey i think we have a lot of potential in here we can do something with it so the guys agreed to it you know so and then you know long story short we had our first uh we had our first event because we were a bunch of you know we had a singer in there we had like uh, some rappers you know and we basically did some we did rap in english which was you know not very usual in in germany obviously so I, I, uh, I got this first gig for us and it was, uh, you know, it wasn't really a success. I can tell you that, but yeah. it bonded us, you know, it bonded us. And I thought this is the beginning of something very, very big yeah. because to me, it was like, a, I, I felt like, wow, this is, this is a sign, you know, from the heavens, we should do something together. We should grow together. You know, we should build something together. But Chris, I got disappointed, you know, in a big way. Because, you know, I thought now we will be productive. We will, you know, plan on it. We will put effort in it. We'll put energy into it. But none of the guys were really into it. You know, they just thought, they just wanted to chill, you know? So when I, when I, when I met them on the weekend, I was like, hey, let's plan. Let's, let's build a website. Let's build a social media following. And let's, let's upload some tracks. Let's, let's go to the studio. Let's record yeah. something. And the guys were just like, oh, come on, man. You need to relax, man. You need to learn how to chill. Just sit down, man, and, and take the controller. Let's play some PlayStation. So to answer your questions, Chris, this was the this was the first signs, you know, for me that, okay, wait, these guys that I have so much fun with, they don't really want to work. They don't really yeah. want to produce. They don't really want to create. I'm the only guy that wants this. You know, so, so I started to feel a little bit, you know, it felt a little bit awkward because, of course, I love them for who they are. But on the other hand, I wanted to, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to just chill every, all day, you know. 
So that was the moment when, um, you know, things started cracking a little bit, you know, because I, I couldn't be myself and couldn't be authentic 100% because my thoughts were, let's do something, let's do something. But I wouldn't tell them because I didn't want to like, you know, um, destroy their vibe. You know, I don't, I don't want to be a vibe killer. Yeah. You know, but as time went on, you know, um, things really started to fall apart because, you know, I was on my entrepreneur thoughts. I was on my creating thoughts and they weren't. So uh, to answer your question, I, I felt really sad. I felt really disappointed. I really felt left alone in a way because my crew, my gang, my tribe wasn't my tribe after all. It was just a, a bunch of cool guys I hanged around, but to, to take them into my future wasn't a, a potential for me anymore. So I had to, you know, separate myself from them. And it was one of the best decisions I could ever make because that's when I met new friends, which are my, you know, business partners and employees today. Yeah. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And actually, I can really resonate with your story because, you know, like my high school friends, um, which I just mentioned before, it was not like that. I discovered, you know, like personal development, like personal growth, like, hey, there is like the possibility to gain confidence, right, to be a better person. It was not like, okay, I just discovered that. And then, yeah. you know, guys, fuck off. No, it wasn't yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, still, I was hanging around with them. And I tried to push them to also do, you know, like certain yeah. and cross challenges. Yes. And they even joined these challenges you know they did also the challenges but it was only like a one-time thing and then yeah. you know same spiel like you you know like yeah. they were saying like hey man i don't want this i want to yeah. relax more yeah, yeah and yeah. it was like really disappointing for me because yeah. in my eyes i had this vision like oh my god you can really change yourself you can yes. really reach your goals yes but then um when your 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 friends which you know for years when they say like hey that's not something for me yeah that is hard man so i can really resonate with your story so after that after you notice that that you need to really make a change yeah um how did you found your own tribe then like tell us like really in detail was it like next week i got my new <laughs> tribe or no no <laughs> No, no, no. You know, I think, um, you know, there's a verse in the Bible, you know, it, it talks about sowing and reaping, you know. So yeah. if we want to reap, we always have to sow, you know. If we want financial abundance, if we want good relationships, if we want success in business and in, in, in our private lives, we just have to be willing and ready and able to work for it. You know, that's yeah. just natural law. You know, that's just a principle. So I think it's the same way with finding a tribe, you know. You know, having a tribe, you know, is the best thing, one of the best accomplishments you can have in your life. You know, it's people that you can trust, people that, you know, really, you know, you really like them, honestly, you love them and they love you back and you notice it and you feel it, you know, in your body. You know, it's yeah. the best things that, that can happen to you. And the good things you know, uh, uh, come when we, you know, when we are in the right vibration, when we are on the right frequency, you know, Tesla talked about it. If you want to understand the world, think in frequency, vibration, and energy. So to answer your question, I had to, you know, define for myself what tribe I wanted in my life. 
you know so it wasn't like i i you know i got rid of these friends and then i met the next friends you know actually it was a path of loneliness for a while yeah you know i felt really lonely because you know i mean i wouldn't uh, spend time with them anymore because i knew it was not the right thing so I kind of had no real friends, you know, in that time. I mean, I, I had my best friend, but he was living in another city, studying, you know, in a faraway city in Germany. I had my best friend by that time who was living in Russia, so I didn't see him a, a lot. So I was basically basically left alone. Yeah. And I, and I felt that way. So, but this isolation, you know, gave me the space I needed to reflect on myself. And even right now, you know, in this time, crazy times we live in, it's a great, great opportunity we have, you know, being isolated, you know, to in order to get our, you know, thoughts, you know, clear and aware of who we are and who do we want to become. So this was the first step, actually, I, I took in order to, you know, get my new, new tribe. Yeah. I asked myself, okay, basically, um, what makes me personally come alive? You know, because I don't want to have a tribe that is boring. You know, I want to have a tribe that I can be ecstatic with, that I can, you know, um, have a high energy relationship with, you know. So this was the first question I, I asked myself, what makes me come alive and what do I need in a tribe? You know, so the, the second thing was like, OK, um, who do I want to be for another person? What is important for me, you know, to to enjoy a relationship? There's a great book, it's called The, the, the Love Langu Languages, you know, and it, in this book, it talks about, you know, people having different ways of, you know, of loving other people and of, you know, of receiving love. So what, for example, there's people that they like, you know, words, you know, so you might have a friend, it's a platonic relationship, it's another guy, but he might, you know, um, sympathize with you telling him, hey, guy, you can do this, man, do this, go out and kill it. You know, he might be motivated by it, you know, and other people might, you know, have other love languages. So I asked myself, what kind of friend do I want to be for people in my tribe? Yeah. What, what, what kind of man do I want to be? you know, in a, in a relationship, romantic, platonic, with my tribe, with my family, I just had to, you know, re rethink all of this, you know, and then when I became aware of who I am, basically, um, I started to go to different places where I felt like, okay, this is places where I can meet potential people, which were, for me, it were like seminars, workshops, coachings, master masterminds, you know, and also a great thing uh, that I love, you know, is traveling, you yeah. know, I love to travel, you know, I love to go to America, I love to go to the, to the, the Caribbeans, I love to go to Africa, you know, to Latin America, so all these great places, um, I just went there with an openness, you know, I didn't, I didn't say, ah, I have to find a, my tribe tomorrow by, by the three o'clock, I didn't do that, I just gave myself time, and I made the decision that I just wanted to be authentic. And as you know, being authentic gives other people the chance to really see who you are, you know, really see your essence. So that's how I slowly developed, you know, my tribe, which is, you know, being aware of myself more. Yeah. And giving other people the chance to really see the real me, not the, not the fake me, 
not the social mask I, I'm wearing. Oh, I have this and this, five, uh, I have 10K on Instagram. Oh, I earn this and this amount of money. Oh, I drive this uh, BMW. You know, I used to, used to act this way. So I noticed you can't find friends on this way. You only mm -hmm. find fa fake friends this way. Absolutely. So in order to find real friends, authentic people, you have to be authentic. So that's what I did. I, I worked on myself. You know, but at the same time, I went out, I met new people. Basically, I saw the whole world as my playground, you know, and all the cool people were, you know, just people that I took on my playground. Wonderful. Yeah, that's really great what you did there, right? And you explained in a really good way, basically, how you can find your own tribe by really identifying like, hey, what, what do I want to have in life? Yeah. Uh, what do I value in my life? Exactly. And um Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. So when we talk about authenticity, you know, many people and also clients from me, actually, you know, they, they oftentimes they have these filters in their head, meaning they try to impress other people. And that's why mm -hmm. they have like these filters in their head. How did you discover your own authenticity? Like, Is your personality type, like Stanley, are you somebody who was always in your life, somebody who was like telling what is going on in your mind or was it different back then? Excellent question. Um, you know, I had to learn to be authentic. It, was, it wasn't something that was just natural to me. Even though I'm an extrovert, even though I, you know, I don't have a problem with, you know, approaching people, talking to people, yeah. talking in front of audiences, even though I have these qualities, I, I wasn't really um, allowing myself to become vulnerable. You know, I always acted like the cool guy, like the strong guy guy like the guy that has everything in place you know everything is in order you know i don't have any problems you know i'm just you know this uh, cool you know uh, relaxed guy you know but yeah. as you know chris we all have our problems we all have our shadows we all have our you know dark moments so um the way i approached my journey to authenticity was that i um really allowed myself to Uh, show people more of who I really am. So um, in the beginning, you know, like, let's say five years ago, you know, the time I told you about, I never shared any private stories with anybody. Yeah. I had friends and I talked to them and we talked about deep stuff sometimes, but I would never uh, or tell them, okay, uh, when I was a child, this and this happened to me. You know, I have this and this fear. Uh, th th those are the things that I that I I'm not good at. I, those are my weaknesses. I never used to share those things with people. You know, I thought people might ridicule me or people will just uh, you know abandon me. So to answer your question, what I did to become more authentic was just you know share more, release more of my life story, you know, and give people more. Uh, information about myself so this helped me a lot to uh to have better conversations to have better icebreakers and to really meet meet real people because i uh, shared my story with them you know i shared my thoughts with them but to answer your question is it was not like that all the time i had to really learn it step by step and really had to be courageous at times to speak up you know and yeah. not try to be this fake self absolutely 
yet it's a really, really, really important thing. And um, what you just mentioned, right? The, the moment when you are not authentic, when you really try to impress people by showing them like how successful yeah. you are, yeah. you will only attract also fake people. And these relationships, yes. you know that by, and that's, that's, that's also something, right? People who are having like bad relationships or fake relationships with other people, like deep inside, they know that this relationship yes. is fake. Yes. You sense that. Yes. So for everybody who is listening right now, if you are always trying to impress people because your ego is so big, right? Because maybe, yeah. you know, like you builded something up in the last years, which is of course amazing, but still, yeah. if you're only, you know, like telling that to people to impress them because otherwise you think you are not worthy because you think you are not good enough, you know deep yeah. inside that your relationships with others suck, that they are bad. Yes and fake and yes. by the way this is not making you happy if you only have like fake relationships this is really limiting your happiness in life because when times are getting harsh you know when you're really dependent on friends and there's nobody there because you will yeah, realize yeah. your fake friends you try to impress all the time yeah. when you win when, when, when times are harsh they're not there for yeah. you yeah that's the hard truth so yeah it really goes to like i'm not good enough and that's why i try to impress people um exactly stanley what do you think like why is it that many people think and by the way not only about this topic i mean in general and also like all their life areas why do you think like many people think like oh i'm not good enough what are the reasons maybe from your experience especially um, because you're also working with clients. What, what is your yes. experience? Yes, yes. First of all, I have to say I love I love what you just uh, uh, said and also shared from your experience because I I feel the same way. You know, so we so many of us. You know, and I I did it myself at times. I I catch myself doing it still. You know, trying to impress other people. You know, so. Uh, 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 I read a I read a book and they talked about this two sides you know of of being present. The first one is the you know being in presenter mode, which we always try to do to you know impress people, you know make people feel a certain way about ourselves, you know, and basically trying to manipulate manipulate people. You know yeah. that's what it is. You know when it when you boil it down, but the other side is not not being a presenter presenter, but being present you know which means to just actually let life flow through you you know but this is only possible if you trust yourself and if you trust your life yeah and if you also trust your environment so to answer your questions uh, the thought of i'm not enough the limiting belief of i'm not enough in my opinion is something that every human being in this life has to deal with no everybody why because we live in a world especially in the western world where we get a certain script of the right way to live you know yeah. if if you if you turn on your tv right now and if you look at commercials they will sh they, they won't show you any you know uh, ugly people they will show you fine people handsome people beautiful people you know with nice bodies with perfect cars perfect teeth perfect hair 
you know, they won't show you any quote unquote normal people. Also, you know, when you get into school, you know, they don't ask you, um, what is your, what is your, uh, what are your talents? What are your abilities? What, what are your favorite things that you like, love doing? You know, uh, uh, um, are you a creative person? Are you an analytical person? Are you a sports person? Nobody asks you that. You know, it's always this script of that we learn early in childhood. This is the right way to be, and this is not the right way to be. Yeah. You know, and of course, we learn that we have to focus on being in the group of right people. You know, so the thought of I'm not enough actually develops. You know, when we have a feeling that, you know, being the way we are right now, it's not sufficient. It's not enough. We are not being the, we are not using our potential. We are not being the person we could be. We are not, uh, we are not enough that people could love us, that people could like us, that people could, you know, uh, choose us choose our business choose our product whatever you related to you know so um this was a really really big topic for me um because when i grew up um actually my my mom sometimes told me this yeah she told me she called me some names and she when i used to you know maybe bring bad grades home or maybe I did some, you know, I did some stuff I wasn't supposed to do. Sometimes my mom would tell me, hey, you did, a, you, you did bad. This was, this was a shitty job in school. Yeah. And all those things, you know, got stuck in my head. You know, yeah. the same thing when I went to school, you know, I, I wasn't that bright when it comes to uh, when it comes to math. You know, nowadays I'm cool because I, you know, I killed the, this limiting belief. But back in the day, I felt like I had a great problem, a big problem with math. You know, everything that was chemistry, physics, math. I just couldn't get my head, head around it, you know. So the teachers would tell me, Stanley, you can forget your academic career. You won't make it to university. You just won't make it without math. Mm -hmm. They told me all these things. And you know what, Chris? I believed it. Because when my mom tells me something, my teacher tells me something, the media, the society tells me something, it must be right, right? Yeah. So I, I, I you know, from all these sources, you know, I, it, it got stuck in my brain, you're not enough to start a business. You're not enough to be successful. You're not enough to have great relationships. You're not enough to stand in front of hundreds of people on a stage and share your story with them. I had all these limiting beliefs. I can tell you, Chris, I had, a, I had such a dark period once that I felt like I couldn't do nothing. I felt like the best thing would be to just get a job, you know, and just work from eight, nine to five and just, then just go home and live a quote unquote normal life, you know? Yeah. But to be honest, <laughs> at the same time, I always had this feeling that I can be more. I can do more. I can have more. There's, there's greatness inside of me. You know, I can help people. You know, I, I, I have confidence in me. I have power, I have energy. And that's when I uh, created and cultivated this, what I call energy identity. Yeah. So I was still the same person, but what I tried was that every time I had these feelings, like I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I'm too, I'm too small, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too poor, I'm too uneducated, whatever. You know, I always 
uh, try to go out of my head because thoughts are obviously in the head. And I just went into my body, you know? So I just, you know, erased this bad feelings with becoming physically, you know, energized, you know? So I started meditating. I started using sports, you know, and going to the gym as my instruments of, you know, killing bad thoughts. So I became very physical, you know? So to this, at this time, when I talk to clients, I always advise them, when you have these feelings of, I'm not enough, et cetera, that you just shift your energy and just that you just focus more on your body and teach yourself, you know, how to use your body um, to change your thoughts, you know, because actually emotions, feelings can override thoughts very easily. We just have to practice it. We just have to find something we can do in those moments to shift our, our thoughts and shift the, the energy that we have. Yeah, 100%. It's really, really great. Um, <laughs> damn, like actually, I, I resonate so much with your story, you know, because um, for me, it was the same. When I was going to school, you have to imagine like I'm, I was raised by my mother and she's yes. coming from Mexico And her backgrounds, you know, like, is that she's coming from a poor yeah. uh, family, you know, like her family was poor. And she wanted me, you know, like to realize that, hey, Chris, you have like this chance here in Germany, which I didn't mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. back then. Use it. And when I was not using that, you know, because I also brought I brought like bad grades to uh, to home yeah. from school. Yeah. yeah, she was like really insulting me. Yeah, like, I'm not sure like what kind of if it's the truth what you just said by like hey that's not great, Stanley. Because in my case it was even worse. She was it like, was oh, worse. Yeah, yeah, it was. You're going she called to be me homeless. Names. Yeah, you're gonna be like I don't know like working as a. In Germany, we say Müllmann, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. the garbage man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have like a bad job, and uh, yeah. and that was especially as a kid really, really hurtful. Yes. Um, also, you know, like my school career, I was in six different schools, and I experienced like every kind of school. I experienced, you know, like the elite schools, mm. like private schools, yeah. normal schools, and also like schools which were like from a really bad area here in Berlin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this thing of like being not good enough, you know, sometimes you don't even realize that you have even these thoughts. Mm. Sometimes, you know, like the actions you take every day, your daily actions, you don't even realize that some, 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 sometimes you do it because you think you're not good enough. Yeah. What I mean by that is, for example, maybe you're working on your business. Yeah. But when it, came, when it comes to the sales call, suddenly you sabotage yourself and yes. it doesn't come to a sale or to a close because you don't feel confident or you feel not good enough unconsciously. Yeah. And that's what you represent to the potential customer. And that's yes. why he doesn't or she doesn't will buy from you. Exactly. Um, and you know, what you often have to realize in life, there are always like three things which will happen when you really show people who you really are. Yeah. What I mean by that is like, when you are really authentic, when you really show to people your thoughts, your visions, your values, you will add, like, there are only three reactions you will get. Mm -hmm. The first one is a positive one. That's mm -hmm. the best reaction you can get. 
The second one is neutral. So basically that person doesn't care about your values or how yeah. your vision is. Yeah. Third one is the person hates you or doesn't like your vision or, yes. or whatever. Yes. It doesn't matter what you do in life. You will always have these three reactions. And the problem here is, Stanley, that many people try to, you know, impress people by getting like the positive or neutral reaction. You know, yeah. they want to avoid the negative one. Yeah. But what happens when you always try to avoid the negative one? The answer is you will only have whack conversations or yes. relationships. It yes. always goes to the same point again, which we yes. were just talking about, you know, because people... They don't feel polarized by you. They yeah. don't love you. They don't hate you. Yeah. You're just a neutral being. And yeah. nobody likes a neutral being. Yeah. You know? And um, yeah, like this, this not being good enough, like that's really, really deep. And many, many people are struggling with that. Yes. So um, yeah, like the biggest mindset uh, uh, changes here, like to really, really realize it's impossible the reality is showing it's impossible to impress everybody and it's only a dream world you know in a dream world maybe this is happening but the real world it's impossible and um yeah be okay with that like that doesn't mean you have to be an asshole by the way right it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you you know like every thought you have in your mind now that you tell that to people like no. maybe when your boss is telling you something bad don't insult him of course don't be an asshole but still you know like tell that person like hey that was not cool yeah you know yeah. you can still express your real thoughts but you don't have to be like i said you don't have to insult people yeah yeah Definitely. but um yes then so when you are authentic right yeah which is really great i think we missed one thing here and I think you're really great by that. And the beautiful thing is, by the way, people, when you are really working on yourself, you know, like when you're really working on your vision, you are, if you want or don't want to, you're attracting the like, you're attracting like-minded people naturally. Yes, naturally. That's how Stanley, by the way, got here on this show because I knew somebody through Clubhouse and she was recommending Stanley. And then we had like a call two weeks ago and we were yeah. like, hey man, that's cool. Let's do yeah, this, yeah. this. And because we were like on the same, same, uh, uh, we have the same mission. Um, yes. Yeah, we have like this wonderful conversation here, which I'm by the way, really, really grateful. But yeah. Stanley, um, what do you think is still needed to really impress people um, naturally? Yes. Is there something missing here? Um, you know, um, in my in my coaching, when I like help people to become more radiant, to become more magnetic, yeah. to, to sell better, you know, to persuade people better, you know, in a better way, to have more success in, uh, you know, in in their communication, yeah, you know, uh, something I always uh, uh, work on uh, with them is uh, my concept, my method, which is called the awareness concept. Yeah. So the awareness concept basically is a, is a tool I use to raise the consciousness and raise the awareness of people. So um, when you talk about something, you know, the magic behind, 
you know, um, uh, attracting people or the magic behind people liking you or people being drawn to you. I think one thing that is very necessary and very essential is that we stop focusing on ourselves too much. Stop focusing on what we want in this particular moment. Stop focusing on, oh, how do I look? Oh, do I have, a, do I look fresh? Oh, um, will I get the most out of this conversation? Oh, what, what can I get from these people? Oh, they should buy my product. Oh, they should like me. Oh, they should follow me. Because once we have this in our minds, we are biased. We're yeah. not focused on the other person 100%. We're not trying to understand him. We're not being empathetic. We're not, you know, um, giving our energy to this person 100%. We are in this moment to get something, you know? And when you remember what Tony Robbins shared, you know, the secret of living is not taking, it's giving. So I think the one piece that is missing here is the awareness that in order to, you know, attract the right tribe, in order to attract the right customers, you know, in order to have what we realized, you know, we experienced yeah. you know, doing this podcast is that you stop you know, asking yourself, what do I want? And you start to ask yourself more, what can I give to the other person? So, you know, uh, Gandhi talks about, you know, the best way to find yourself is in serving others. You know, um, Martin Luther King is talking about, you know, everybody can be great because everybody can give. Yeah. You know, but what you realize when you listen to those great quotes from these great legends and mentors of mine is that they always try to focus on other people. How can I help other people? How can I make other people feel great? How can I use my story in order to understand somebody else better? How can I, how can I use my talents, you know, like humor, you know, like communication, you know, how can I use those talents in order to benefit somebody else? And of course, and this is, this is the essence of being charismatic, how can I put myself in the other people's shoes? How can I really, really try to understand the other people and also uh, to, you know, to let them know that I value them, to let them know that I like them, to let them know, you know, that they are special, they are unique, you know, they are valuable, you know? And, and I think, you know, this is to me is one of the basics of charisma, you know, is understanding that, your inner world is always reflected in your outer world. So, so that's the reason why I think, uh, you know, being, being, being confident and loving yourself, you know, and cherish, cherishing yourself is, uh, it's very important steps uh, on the journey to charisma. Yeah, really wonderful set. Thank you so much, Stanley. That was really, really wonderful. I really enjoyed the conversation here. Um, that's uh, really amazing. Do you have like any last words for our listeners? Maybe like one key, um, yeah, value you want to share as a yeah last last yeah. quote from you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I realized that I was in just pursuing a goal that wasn't really my own goal, which was being rich and famous and popular. You know, I thought this is what I wanted. So what I didn't consciously 
realizes that I was living a life by default because I, I would let other factors dictate my every move, my yeah. goals, my vision. So what I would share as the last words with your audience is that, you know, don't focus on what the society wants you to be, but be what you need to be, be what you're supposed to be. And the, the way to get there is living a life by design, not living a life by default. So that means consciously choosing who you want to be with, who you want to become, what you want to do, how you want to help people, and not let anybody from the outside dictate who you should be. You know, because at the end of the day, you have this one life and you have limitless possibilities and opportunities. So don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until you have enough money, until you have uh, the Instagram profile. Start now with pursuing what you need to do and you live a life with success, fulfillment and development. And this is what we, at the end of the day, strive for every human being. Mike, drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really wonderful, man. Like, thank you so much for sharing your value nuggets and also your your experience here into this podcast episode. It was really wonderful, Stanley. And um, yeah, how can people find you, by the way? First of all, Chris, I have to thank you. It was a pleasure, you know, talking to you. I love your work. I encourage all the people, you know, follow this guy. He's a, he's a beast. He's an energy machine. And um, I hope I look forward to working with you in the future and uh, going to the Alexanderplatz with you, you know, to, to do this great exercise, you know, laying <laughs> on the ground. Uh, <laughs> you really inspired me with this. So um, when you want to find me, you can do this the easiest way you can find me on LinkedIn and on YouTube, where you just have to find my name, which is Stanley Amuzu. Um, I think you will put it in the in the box for the people, yeah. you know. And the third thing where people can find me is on my Instagram, which is called Grenzenlos Wachsen, which is German for limitless growth. Um, I think you can spell it out for the for the guys from from abroad, but you can definitely catch me on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. And I know and I would love for your people to check out my stuff, and uh, uh, I'd be glad to you know to provide any value absolutely so for everybody go to the description here on this episode then you can find stanley thank you so much again stanley and yeah see you the next time yeah man it was a pleasure if you enjoyed this podcast episode then i please you to go on apple podcast and leave a review okay otherwise if you want to learn how you can systematically meet new positive people for your life then go now on www.chris-lance.com. I repeat, chris-lance.com, where you can book your free consultation call, where we will see if and how I can help you to bring your social life to the next level. Thank you so much and see you the next time.